This message from this week's Parsha is from the Kutei Sichas, Chelek Yudalid, Volume 14, Parshas Kiseitze, Sicha number 2. Included in this week's Parsha is the mitzvah of destroying Amalek. To wipe the memory of Amalek off the earth. And Rashi in, in commentary, commenting on the mitzvah of destroying the memory of Amalek from the earth mentions that this includes wiping away every last person and animal of the Amalek nation. But what Rashi does not mention, and it seems to be a glaring omission, is the belongings of Amalek. In other words, we talked about humans, and we talked about animals, but what about their possessions? Why doesn't Rashi mention anything about destroying Amalek possessions? And the answer is that the purpose here is, as the Pasuk states, to destroy anything that would cause the memory of Amalek to be triggered. Anything that would trigger a memory of Amalek. So when you see a person, obviously you see a, a person who is from Amalek, it's going to remind us of Amalek. Even an animal, you see an animal that once was an Amaleki animal, because there's nothing really that can be done to transform the animal once you've taken ownership of it, it still remains the same animal as it was when it was owned by Amalek. So therefore, it's a natural human instinct to look at the animal and say, oh, that's an animal that used to be an Amaleki animal. But when it comes to possessions, when it comes to things that are not alive, belongings, it's quite doable to make uh, upgrades or renovations or changes in the item to such a degree that it would remove any vestige of any memory or reference that this used to belong to Amalek, because you can change it completely and changing it ruins the memory of it. And because such a change is possible, a transfer of ownership, which gives you the right to change it, already ruins that automatic trigger of the memory of the previous owner, in this case, Amalek. And that's why Rashi doesn't say anything about destroying their possessions, because you don't have to destroy You simply need to transfer the ownership. And the transfer of ownership already does away with the memory of Amalek. As for example, in the story of Purim, Haman was one of the most famous members of Amalek in history. And after he was killed, Ahasuerus gave his estate to Esther. And Esther was permitted to hold on to it because an estate is simply possessions, gold and silver and wood. And this stuff, a transfer of ownership, 
already does away with the memory of Amalek. And there's no need to destroy it, and Esther was allowed to keep it. And what does this have to do with us every day? Amalek, although we don't know the nation of Amalek today, but the spiritual ailment called Amalek, we are quite familiar with. And that is, Amalek is cynicism. Amalek is like the cold water that gets splashed cynically on somebody who is extremely excited about Hashem, about Yiddishkeit, about Torah. Amalek comes and pours cold water on the whole excitement and says, cool it. There's nothing to be excited about. There's nothing to be impressed by. This is the nature of the spiritual ailment of Amalek. It's an intense dislike for spiritual, holy excitement. And it's very dangerous and it's very impactful. However, it's only dangerous insofar as the dynamic parts of the person are concerned. For example, Amalek can ruin any kind of intellectual excitement that a person has discovered in Yiddishkeit. Amalek can deaden any kind of emotional excitement or passion that a person has developed for Yiddishkeit. Amalek, with a simple, with a simple twist of cynicism, can cool down intellectual or emotional ardor and cause a person's Yiddishkeit to go lifeless. But what Amalek cannot touch, what Amalek cannot change, and what even the coldest cynicism of the world cannot affect is a person's commitment. And that's why it's so important to remember that beneath all of our intellectual and emotional attachment to Yiddishkeit, there needs to be a commitment, not one based on great intellectual appreciation, not one based on great emotional attachment, but one that is simply based on the simple truth that Hashem is Hashem, and we are here to serve Him. Amalek can do nothing to that. Amalek cannot touch that. That simple, basic commitment that we all have deep in our neshama, that is unquestionable, that is unchanging, cannot be affected by Amalek. And that's represented by the possessions, the belongings of Amalek. You don't need to destroy them because Amalek cannot affect them. The people, the animals, these are symbols of intellect and emotion, feelings and understanding, and they can certainly be poisoned by Amalek and need to be done away with. But the belongings, this is the simple commitment. And that simple commitment called Kabbalah's oil, the feeling that Yiddishkeit is upon us, it's our, it is our obligation, it's our, the simplest duty in our life, that even Amalek cannot touch. That would survive any cynicism. And based on that commitment, you can always rebuild your feelings and your understanding for Yiddishkeit 
because that base will never go away.